folks, this is Dr. Brian King once again uh, on the road, this time coming to you from Montreal, Quebec. And I'm here with my co-host, Miss Sarah Bollinger. How are you, Sarah? Bastante bien. Y estamos acá en Montreal, como dije... Como dijo eh, Brian, ¿y por qué estoy hablando en español? Porque hoy tenemos a alguien con nosotros que se llama Mariana Ramírez, es de Mexico City, de DF. Can we get, can we get that in English? For the, for the listeners, for the listeners that speak, yes. uh, that don't speak Spanish. Uh, yeah, welcome to Montreal, and today we're here in Montreal with a friend from uh, Mexico City, is visiting like us too. And her name is Mariana Ramirez. Wow. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. Blues, women, and blues. I'm here, I'm there. I'm Mariana, how are you? I'm very really happy to be here. Sana, your French is awesome. I wish my French was better. <laughs> I know. We, we both we both speak a little Spanish. Although uh, I heard she speaks more Spanish than I do. Uh, but uh, we don't speak any French. So you're up here from Mexico City. What are you doing here, first of all? <laughs> That's a great question, and my boss and my mom would be wondering the same. <laughs> um, I wanted to, to be a comedian, and I wanted to make it big, and I wanted to come to Just for Laughs. Oh, okay, some, okay. I wanted to see first, I wanted to try to, I'm a, I'm a big volunteering for Just for Laughs. And also, like, I wanted to come see friends that I already met. Um, I was also studying English, because I want to be a better teacher, I'm a teacher. English, mm -hmm. English, like in a <laughs> um, And yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm spending these two, three weeks to do all of this. Oh. So you're a comedian, and I think that's really awesome of you, actually, that you came up for Just for Laughs. How long have you been doing comedy? I started producing and being on stage at the same time. That happened on uh, October 11, 2020. Okay. Oh, wow. Right so. after COVID. Like when I was in COVID, I took an, an online workshop with different people from, there was a guy from Argentina, you know, oh, right? yeah. and I'm from Canada, like everything's connected. Mm -hmm. everything's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> guys from Mexico City, from many different parts. And then I was like, hey guys, we should do something together. And that's when I like produced my first show and I was on stage at the center. Interesting. You're like the, uh, maybe the third or fourth comedian that we've interviewed recently who got their start during the pandemic. You know, yeah. it's like, it's just, uh, did you just have some free time and then you were like, well, I always want to be a comedian, let me give it a shot, or was it? In my case, it was because I had a very, like, steady life, like, nothing was going on, like, I just knew how to do my job, and I knew that I could have, like, a good the routine every day, but I wanted something else. I wanted to, to, to create something which I didn't know exactly what was, until I discovered myself that I wanted to be funny in that specific way. Uh -huh. That's that's why I was like, yeah, I have more time and I, I can actually afford uh, having the the time actually to, to, to do it because I didn't have to work. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. Oh, very good. Do you uh, perform mostly in Spanish or English? Uh, nowadays, mostly English. Yeah. Oh, I, I know it might be a little surprising because. Mexico is not Spanish, an English-speaking country, mm -hmm. and, but the city. Well, Mexico become, City has a lot of English speakers. That's, so right. that's like yeah. That's right. It's become more popular, and there are a lot of people listening from many parts of the world, and I love it because we have something called Funny Friends Friday, uh -huh. it's the, the weekly show that we have, and sometimes I said, like, we have a UN audience because <laughs> in the same table you can have people from Japan, from Korea, from Brazil, from India, from 
like many many different places yeah and having them in in, uh, in the same room in mexico city mm-hmm. and laughing about the same stuff it's just and so then are they mostly performing in english as well yeah oh that's interesting i, I bet there's some interesting takes on the uh different cultural aspects of english language as well yeah yeah, yeah i'd true. imagine that'd be an interesting mix yes it's, it's totally different but it's also crazy because it doesn't matter where you're from like everybody has a mother and father like right, right. Like, kind of like <laughs> well it depends on who you are exactly <laughs> that, 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 that's right yeah sometimes in, in spanish we say no tiene madre because some people mm-hmm. make yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> or relationships sure. or, or certain things work pretty but yeah. that, that international and that, like they, they, can, they can come across with those kind of jokes and it's it feels nice Mm-hmm. Yeah, never performed in Mexico. Hopefully we'll get down there pretty soon. Our travels have taken us elsewhere. So you're in Montreal. Uh, that's, that's pretty wild. I honestly, when, when, I, when I encountered you, I wasn't expecting uh, to, to encounter like a, a Mexican national comedian in Montreal. Mm-hmm. It's, I would imagine it's probably kind of difficult to travel up here. I think it depends. I'm a, I'm a very stubborn person. Mm-hmm. And if somebody told me that I couldn't do it, I was like, why the hell am I? You're not going to tell me what can I do or not. There's nothing can like, what, what is it going to stop me? And I know that it might be like weird. Like, what the, why do you want to do comedy in a country that isn't yours, in a language that isn't yours? But there are a lot of reasons. Like somebody told me, and not so much, society has told me <laughs> that a person like me wouldn't participate in this kind of environment. Well, I mean, I think maybe you have felt here, from your time being here, what we felt and draw to us to Montreal is the fact that Montreal is so, so supportive of the arts of all kinds. Yeah. And in this case, you know, comedy has drawn you, and uh, yeah, yeah, makes sense. I mean, it's the, the largest comedy festival uh, in the world. It's humbling, really. Uh, yes. Because there's nothing like this in uh, America, and I don't know about Mexico, but there's probably nothing like uh, JFL in, in Mexico. Uh, I was trying to lead you in a direction, because we were talking a little bit before the uh, podcast about uh, uh, sort of upward mobility. Yeah, and I think that's kind of, that's where I was getting at when, when I was talking about you being here. Tell me a little bit about what you were getting at with that. Okay, so well, I was born in Mexico City, but then I lived 20 years in the Estado de Mexico which is a state, like it's holding it, mm-hmm. like in the suburb area next to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. It's like around... It's like the countryside around Mexico City. But it's yeah. not that countryside. It's still like a city-ish. Okay. But it doesn't have as many opportunities, as many cultural offers, as many job offers. And uh, it takes me like two hours to one hour thirty to go back, back to every place. And um, one of the things that I wanted to do when I was a child was like, I knew that I didn't want to live there for the rest of my life. I knew that I wanted to find better opportunities and better chances, not only like economically, but if you wanted to go to a play, it would be difficult. If you wanted to see theater, if you wanted to, to see comedy, there's no comedy like near there, or you might be doing like once a month. Mm-hmm. And with comedians, like very new comedians, and it, it, it's kind of difficult to find this kind of offers. And I knew that if I wanted to, to do something, I, I, I had to do a different thing. And that's how I started to learn English. Oh, you started to learn English because of that? Because right. I knew that I wanted to do something different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and travel and find better and different things. Mm-hmm. 
And I did not also wanted to do that for myself because I, I, I felt when I was in, I reached, I reached the highest level, I wanted to share that with other people. Okay. And that's how I became a teacher. <laughs> when you're back home, you're, you're, you're a full-time occupation, you're a teacher. Part-time. Oh, part-time occupation. And you, do you teach English? Yes. Okay. I okay. teach English as a second language in a public university in Ecatepec. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what, what, what is it? Ecatepec. Ecatepec? Yes. It's like a suburb? Or? It's just part of the Estado de Mexico. Okay. So, and I mean, there's a lot of... Um, it, it was known for being the most violent zone of Mexico. Oh, nice. So you're in like the rough part of Mexico. <laughs> but I mean, if I survive 20 years of my life, then I can survive anything. Yeah, yeah. You can even survive Montreal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This, this city is so nice, uh, and, and, and it's 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 a wonderful place. You know, it really is. It must be like a just like a, a whole different world coming from Mexico totally. City. You know, totally. I feel very like I don't know if, if many people could relate to this, but coming from from Mexico and to this like first world country, mm -hmm. I feel very jealous. Yeah, I can imagine. Why can't we have this nice? Yeah. Just the public transportation to know where it's gonna come, and not wait until like. The person in charge feels like, yeah, it's time to go. Yeah. Like, you know. Is this the first time you've been to Canada? It, no. It's oh. the third one. I was in Vancouver. The very first time I traveled internationally was to Vancouver. And the second time was because I wanted to see the friends and family in me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is the third one. Nice, nice, okay. I couldn't close my eyes. I just wanted to see more and more to, 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 under, to, I don't know, like, to understand. But it wasn't like understanding, but to feel like I was trying to capture everything that I could to because I was totally like a fish out of water, like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was frightening and beautiful at the same time. Huh. I mean, not, not frightening in a way that I, I would be in danger, but like, wow, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to see, there's a, there's a lot to discover, like, and, and a lot of things that comes with and with a lot of people and different opinions and diversity in so many things it's just beautiful. <laughs> yeah. wow. That's really cool. At that time I was not even interested in that. Like not interested. Like I always like stand when ever since I discovered but like it wasn't my intention mm. to be a comedian. So was that that was before you were studying English? No that that's when I like when that's after I became a teacher. That was oh, okay. Because I told my parents, like, I want to teach English, but how am I going to teach something that I haven't tried myself? That's why I came. Mm -hmm. Very cool. You ever traveled the States? Yes, once. Where to? In Oregon. Uh, as a teacher, I mm -hmm. got a chance to be part of a summer program for English teachers, and it was an amazing adventure. Mm -hmm. I have a couple jokes about that experience. <laughs> I Can we hear them? No. <laughs> gotta, gotta wait for the Netflix. Yeah, you gotta wait for the Netflix special. <laughs> it's, it's, it's totally worth it. Too. <laughs> oh man, no, I really want to hear. When we, when we book you for Mexico City, you will be part of the. I will do. Part. I will do I will, the Oregon jokes. Opening for you. And Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I will do the Oregon <laughs> jokes. Yeah. I think your story is very compelling and interesting. Uh, and I'm very happy that you found this avenue to be able to achieve more with your life and, and, tra and travel and see some other cultures because I, as, my, as a traveler of Mexico, I've sometimes I will meet people that I 
I know that they're never going to see what the rest of the world is like. You know what I mean? Like they're never going to get out of their Michoacan or whatever it is, you know? And then as an American, I have the privilege of being able to travel pretty much anywhere in the world, you know? And, and, and uh, it's, you know, when I travel to visit you in your home and I know that you can't come visit me, that's, that's a weird thing, you know? And it's really nice to, uh, to hear your story about how you wanted to achieve this and you've been able to, and I really appreciate that. But I am a little interested in the comedy scene in uh, Mexico uh, because I, I, you know, as a comedian, I, I want to know what it's like all over the world, and I've never done it down there. So they think, what's what's it like down there to do comedy? There are very famous Mexican comedians. They already have the Netflix specials. They they started doing on other platforms and stuff. But they're already there. Like they, they wouldn't see like what's next for the rest of us. They're just like they are opening the, the, the spaces and they've been doing a great job like being well actually Carlos Vallarta, when Mexican comedian is doing set in Spanish for just for less. Oh yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. it's not just are you working that show? I hope so. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I have I don't know yet, but he also lives in Estado de México. Estado de México does something really bad to you, I guess. <laughs> Well, it's like how all the good artists come from like the hood of New York. The, the difficult life breeds talent. Resilience and, yeah. and talent. Yeah. yeah. It says like, but, uh, but, or I don't remember. There was a saying, but I'm not, I'm not going to say it correctly, so it's more. So I, I think they're already there, but there's still a lot of work that we've been doing, that there's still a lot of people that needs to be heard. And, and need of, I don't know if that happened to American culture. I don't think so. But Mexicans, we say like the the red, the red jokes. The know? red jokes. Yes, I don't know if there's a translation for that, but like spicy comedy. Oh, okay. Like, uh, uh, we uh, we consider that to be like working blue, blue jokes, yeah. blue material. We knew it was a color. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have albur. So there's like a, a, a mix of different styles of comedy, of like from from ancient or like old. Not, not, not mature, but all styles. And like recent people have to one just want to talk about the difference between soap and soup. Say soap like, and soup? Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, or like the supermarket, or yeah. talks, or, or things that are more. Now I kind of want to come up with a bit about soap versus soup. It will work as a gringo. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, sopa versus, I don't know, I forget soup. How do you say soup? Sopa, jabon, sope, jabon. All right, yeah, see, they're so similar. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do, they do, actually. Actually, that'd be this mine. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally ate so What? Yeah. Did you did you read the menu wrong? <laughs> no, I was taking a shower and I accidentally put my hands on my mouth <laughs> and I ate. <laughs> I couldn't speak for a week. So one thing you mentioned earlier, uh, with regards to social mobility, mm -hmm. uh, is that you said that you felt like you shouldn't be here. Yeah. Uh, what exactly do you mean by that? As a woman. My age from Estado de Mexico that lived in, in that area, it is not common to have this level of education. It is not common to have this level of language skills. It is not common to have a, a kind of the kind of job that I have and being able to live and, and try and not try but I'm, I'm creating like this space for doing coming. Um, the my part time job in the morning is being a teacher and the other part time job is being a producer. Because I do the I run the shows in English and Spanish, and we do all other kind of things that have to do with that same thing. And 
if I were, if I didn't study what I wanted, if I were, it was, if I were still living there, then my, my life would have been really completely different. Mm, like, awesome. At this age, I would have been divorced with kids, with no men, of course, like no, no, uh, probably like not a professional type of work, but doing just like other, I don't know, like blue collar stuff, mm-hmm. and that that that's why. I think um, I am the only person, at least in the English comedy scene, with this kind of background. Because the other Mexicans, there are people who have better opportunities. I mean, one of my best friends, he's, he studied and uh, working in the US, so he, his English is awesome. Another person, yeah, they, they got more chances to, like, access to private education. I never studied in a private school. And it was just public education and my my motivation to to be out of that and uh, but yes they, they, they have more chances I'm not a white heterosexual man. I'm okay. a brown not a see I had no idea <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to ask those kind of things nowadays you know I can't assume that you're not a white heterosexual male you know but you don't know how, maybe that's how you identify I don't know <laughs> I wish <laughs> that being said, how is the how is it to produce in oh, Mexico? It's difficult sometimes because it's extreme. Like the comedy scene in Mexico is still a very misogynist. Right, that's it's what I was mm-hmm. And every single time, I mean, I'm not alone anymore because I have Alan, which is our production assistant, and Martin, which is my co-producer, and they're like. Hi guys, I love you so much. Thank you so much for your help. And we do have an open mic on Mondays no, for Spanish. And they that the production company is called Funny Girl. Mm-hmm. Funny Girl Productions. Nice. They will still ask them where's the list? Mm. What's the order? Who's the host? Wow. It's wow. like I'm literally here. <laughs> like you saw me that this this but they, they will still do that. And like even though it's a very small thing, mm-hmm. they still like but he's the one who wants it. Mm-hmm. But the name is Girl, yeah, yeah, it's funny girl, yeah. but yeah, and also that there's some people who are very open to it, and they they just I don't care if you're a man or a woman or whatever you identify with. Just are you funny? Are you making people feel comfortable and laugh on stage? Which is something I will definitely go for. Yeah, yeah, but, but some other people would be like, or oh, sometimes, how many followers do you have? Who do you know? Mm-hmm. And and that's like easier mm-hmm. to get. You. Are you are you funny? I don't care. You have it's like the, the modern day version of the greasing palms of who you know in Hollywood. Uh-huh. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I have seen trem- a tremendous quantity of shows like that. But if you're funny, we haven't seen you. And let me see. Like what kind of, what kind of things you want to do? Let me give you five minutes. If, if we like it, we can give you more time. And we're very welcome. Like we we uh, like we enlarge our our group of English speaking comedians, mm-hmm. and it's people that they they, they never thought they were gonna do it. And then we're it's a regular thing to do at your schedule. On Wednesdays we do the open mics, Saturdays we do the workshops, and Fridays we have the show. But why English shows? Why not? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're in Mexico. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but if I if if I wanted to talk about let me let me tell you something. I I knew that I didn't belong to the place that I was until I, I started to become it. 
because I like sitcoms, I like different kind of music, I like to share different stuff. And my friends were university or my neighbors would never, the office, the office that you go to work to, or like friends, yes, we are friends. Like, no, they wouldn't know what I was talking about because I like uh, American television. I like American music. I like to read different things. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't be. You definitely like Star Wars. Of course. <laughs> Could you tell? <laughs> well, America does, uh, if, if we do one thing uh, really well, it's that we produce uh, really good entertainment. It's interesting to think about that the impact that all this American entertainment is having on local communities, like where you want to perform in English instead of, you know, your native language. Interesting. It's almost as if the American dream has been instilled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, and actually I have kind of a joke about it. Like being from Mexico, like Estado de Mexico, didn't, I didn't want to cross the border to go to the U.S. I just wanted to cross the America Pachuca Carretera to go to Mexico City because that's where all the good stuff is. Like and, and got to see like I wanted to to have friends from the, with different opinions, mm -hmm. and different situations. Like the the very first night I was in an after party after a show, and we started talking about UFOs. I was like, this is my people. Yeah, it was weird shit about UFOs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's when like I want to do this. Yeah. There are some things that you cannot say in Spanish. And, and the way you speak, the way you change, the way you think, the, the kind of people that you are with drives you to the front lines. There are some people that would never have that the chance to, to be exposed to Albur, for example. Martin doesn't know Albur at all, but he feels very comfortable doing jokes in English. And he's great. There's, there's a, another one, one of my friends, she dated a lot of foreigners. <laughs> and she has this experience. It's something that if I tell Conchita from my neighborhood, she has only dated Juan and Jose, not relatable at all. Mm -hmm. But she, if she, she had this other, or there's another guy, he actually lived in Montreal and having this experience. I think something that we'll share, even though it's like Mexicans and internationals, is that we like to travel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, I, actually, that's the name of the place where we have our, our, our show. It's called Café del Viajero. Nice. Awesome. Travel. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to pop in. Uh, yeah, no, now, now I really want to get to my family. There's audience. There's two types of audience in Michigan practice, real quick. One is the international travelers. I'm like, hey, maybe I, I'm not in the mood for Lucha Libre. <laughs> I'm in the mood. How could you not be in the mood for Lucha Libre? <laughs> have you been if you could get a Lucha, if, if you could get a, a, a wrestler to, to do jokes in between the sets, that would be the best form of entertainment. There was a, a wrestler who hosted a couple open mics. <laughs> really? Yes, in oh, wow. <laughs> in Spanish, though, but see what kind of we can do. But there's, there's this type of audience, and when I am traveling, and there's like chill night or a pregame. Yeah. Uh, among like young people, it's like a pregame because mm -hmm. the show starts at eight, eight thirty. So they, after the show, like nine thirty, they go to drink. And there's also Mexicans. With the show, they, with, where it's like an aspirational situation. Like, are are you capable enough to learn to no, yes to, to understand a joke in another language? Mm -hmm. Then you are mm -hmm. high level and you are an advanced level, and that's. That's that's why honestly something that I wish my my students would do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes to understand. Jokes take them out to it. Yeah, so you can take your students to an open mic. Actually, that's something that I've been trying to do. I I'm assigned just to basic levels because I'm a great teacher. Honestly, I'm a great teacher. Like I can make 
somebody that didn't like English to understand it and actually mm -hmm. use it. And I, I love being a teacher. I would never change that again. And, um, and I, uh, I tried the, to do that because one of my coordinators told me once, this is going to be so sad, but you might be the, the, you might be the only connection they may have to a different world, mm. as you said, mm. to, to a different... Some of them will never be able to, to afford traveling, but they, they, they know me. They know a person who went to Japan. They know a person who been to the States. They know a person who knows a person who can do this, 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 and whatever they want. And I was telling them, unfortunately, I, I took them to Coyoacán, I took them to Chapultepec, I took them to Las Pirámides to, to, to see right. whatever they can get to see. Yeah. No, and language is so, so empowering. Yes. I always say it's probably one of the best things in my life I've ever done is learn another language. Yeah. yeah. It helps, it helps. Are you listening to me? It helps. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yes, but I really like it. I really love being a teacher. Because I know that it's not only like just to use the language. It's also inspiring. I, I try to tell this to, to them every time. I like, hey, I was born in, in this, well, I was raised in this little apartment near the ghetto, near the place where they used to sell drugs. And I made it fucking here. And I'm still not done with all the plans that I have for me and you. So please just try to use it as much as you can. Because, and it's not even for the money. It's I'm doing what makes me happy and free. Without like, are you going to tell me that I can't do this? I'm not sure about that. Talking about languages, what about French? We're here in Montreal. Most of JFL is going to be in French. I mean, what, what about French? First of all, I'm so glad that Carlos is going to do a Spanish show. Second, uh, I feel that I, well, let me try to elaborate on this because this is exactly how I felt. When I was eight years old, I went to uh, to, a, to an amusement park with my mom, and she didn't want to come up to the to the game with me. So it was just me in the line with other like girls, and they weren't from here. They were speaking English. I'm pretty sure they were speaking English, and they were speaking about me, and I didn't understand anything. I mean, I was because the, the look they gave me, and it was clear, they were clearly talking about me, but I didn't understand it. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to experience this anymore. So when I came here, it's exactly the same feeling I had, because the entire city is speaking a language that I don't understand. <laughs> and I feel that like this little eight-year-old girl that is being like, I, I know they're speaking French, I know they're speaking about that specific thing, but I don't understand it. <laughs> we want to learn French. Uh, Sarah was commenting that this week she's heard a lot more Spanish than I've in the heard past. a lot more English and a lot more Spanish this mm -hmm. week. And I've had a couple conversations in Spanish, one at the market, um, yeah, at another grocery store. The man spoke French and Spanish. I only speak English and Spanish, so <laughs> there we go. We met in the middle. Yeah. Another thing, like, and my something very common, but every student has ever told me is. I understand, but I don't speak. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel exactly the same. Like, if I hear French, I was like, yes, they're talking about this because they use this whatever structural word. Mm -hmm. But if I want to say, like, we, because I need it. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. That's also a very humbling experience as a teacher. Because I can remember and I can be like more sympathetic with my students when they're struggling with, with, with the language. Like doing, like, yes, I understand how you feel. Like I could see if I can do something. 
How long did you, did you uh, study English before you became a, a master speaker? <laughs> Not yet. Just because I love speaking. I, start, I started learning when I was 12 years old. And what about uh, comedy? Be, being able to have a, a microphone and be able to speak yourself out in front of an audience that can actually, and they want to actually listen to you, is both a big responsibility and a big power. And if you think about it as a, as a responsibility, then you'll have to think about the things that you want to say mm -hmm. and also about how you want to make the people feel. And I want to give them joy and I want to give them something to laugh and I want to give them something that you can talk about after the show. And it's also a big power because it gives, it gives you the chance to be creative. It, also, it gives you the chance to... to to speak yourself about your opinions and about your background about, and then showing who you are through the things you say and how you say it. So I think I'm enjoying both the power and the responsibility mm -hmm. of doing comedy. Well, I think that's wonderful. And I, and I also really uh, appreciate everything you've said so far about uh, your yeah, class mobility, uh, your being a, a woman in a male-dominated world, you know, and, and uh, the, the, the difficulties you face. And, and I think that you're adding a, a valuable voice uh, to the comedic landscape. Uh, so I appreciate that, I really do. What's the future like for you? I'm so excited about doing the production back at home, keep doing comedy. I've been writing a lot because this is, Montreal has a lot to, to do and to see and meet people and, and great experiences, meeting you guys has been great as well. And I think like taking all of this and putting it into work to, to write, and of course, continue doing more and better comedy. I just wanted to comment that it's incredibly refreshing to have somebody who speaks about the responsibility of art and not just, you know, you immediately spoke of your own voice, which is fantastic, um, but very few people speak about the responsibility. And uh, if people want to learn more about you or find you on the internet, uh, how can they find you? I have a Facebook page. It's called Teacher Mariana because I'm a teacher and that's my name. <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram at teacher double underscore, so the underscore underscore Mariana. And it's a picture of me and Steve Ayoki throwing me a cake because I love him. And, <laughs> and there are also please follow Funny Girl Productions on Instagram and Facebook and we, we're, that's where we have the shows in English and Spanish especially in Mexico City so far so far and yeah that's pretty much it alright well uh, thank you Mariana I really appreciate you uh, meeting with us and talking with us and, and Sarah of course thank you so much for being my awesome co-host and then Coast host, I think I just said, which is weird. I'm slurring. I'm not even drunk. And thank you guys for watching and listening. And uh, folks, this has been another episode of On the Road with Dr. Brian. Thanks. Bye bye. I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. Blues, women, and blues. I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. I'm an asshole. I'm